1: technical
2: did you go technical on that? i went
1: technical on it
2: yeah
1: okay. that's good. I, I had to i had to do a few uh, adjustment settings
2: whoa yeah multiple Are you okay
1: i need to break <laughs>
2: you need to go golfing that's I what need you to, need yeah
1: i need to go golfing or something like that so everything okay
2: everything is wonderful great um Momento, por favor.
1: okay is this part of the show you texting other people
2: no well maybe it might make it in it, it might, might make, make it make it, in. it might be the most interesting part of today's show
1: depends on how lazy the editor is
2: today the the editor has mm-hmm. been pretty lazy
1: it's okay it's all good you know we're not paying him a lot so
2: no he's no very... i figured
1: i'm a firm believer and you get what you pay for
2: well, and when the whole work from home thing started, we told them, you know, if you're not going to come into the studio anymore, we're going to slash it by 30%. I think that's reasonable.
1: Yeah. And when you're
2: paying so little, 30% quite a bit, the slash. But when you're getting paid so little, like, what's the point of complaining? <laughs> Seriously. When it's so low, whether it's like, 30,
1: what's the 50, difference? 80% slashing, you're, you're really
2: still... It's it's just just one referred. above slave labor. Unfortunate, but you, like yeah. you said, you get what you pay for. So we yep. have a guest joining us today. I will allow him entry. We have Zach Walpole. Is that how you say it? Zach Walpole. There he is. Walpole. Oops, that's not the button. I'm. I, I would say up. pool.
1: Walpole. Well, maybe it is
3: pool. Maybe yeah. you're saying it right. Definitely saying pool.
1: Hey, there Zach. he is.
3: How are Zach. you? Good. How are you guys?
1: I can hear you. Yeah. I can't see you, though, Zach. Oh, sorry. My apologies. <clears throat> that's okay. We were just debating on the pronunciation of your last name because <laughs> Walpole. is what everyone's always called you, but I'm sure that that's you know Walpole is is the alternative.
3: Walpole is the correct. Is uh,
1: the
2: correct
3: pronunciation? Daryl's known you for thirty seconds. He's already he beat me out. Yeah. Listen, I I live a
2: similar fate. I, I everybody calls me Frankfurt, which I mean there's an O. It's an O. There, no there's no O that makes a uh sound. But you but, look German. I I might look a little German. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Frank Well, welcome to the show, sir. Thank yeah, we're we're much. live. It's we're ready to me? go here. We're ready to we're go just, here. Can we Zach. just jump in and bombard you? And-
3: I'm ready. But usually I do
1: an intro that I screw up. So I'm going to try to screw this one up again. So Zach is a good friend of mine. Known him for many years. He's uh, a carpenter by trade, but got into building and construction. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's now into real estate investment. Father of two and uh, looking to take over the world and, um, you know, retire early. There you go. You nailed that
3: one, buddy. You nailed that one. There you go.
1: There you go. Retire early part? I did it good. Well, retirement's like, you know, you know how retirement... You know, no one wants to retire. You just do different things. Right, my dad just that's retired. It. Freedom, my is,
2: dad. Is, okay, yeah, freedom. My dad just retired. He has no idea what to do with himself.
1: Yeah.
0: Well,
3: for sure, and that, I think really that's common rate right, with people when they get that age, right? And then they they're just lost, right? So they, I think you got to keep going. You got to keep finding things, hobbies, and stuff that'll keep you busy for sure, keep, right? So keep you motivated. motivated.
1: I want to work on the deals until I'm eighty. I want to work onto on, to the, on the deals until someone says that I, I signed a contract and that I was not mentally capable of agreeing to those terms anymore. <laughs> that's what, that's what I want to do. All you
3: need to do is docu sign it now. That's right. All you, right? Yeah, so. that'll be a biometric signature
1: by that point. Hopefully, I live that. Yeah, but
2: point. they can just slap your hand or cut out your eye. True. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, I want to so. have at least two court cases
1: before I die where people are arguing whether I was legally capable of signing that contract due to my age
2: you want to get your insurance money's worth out of uh, aria right yeah big time get those fees worth i'm working on that sue me
3: sue me
1: how
3: are you guys doing doing today
2: we're great yeah
1: sunday morning this is what we do every sunday Sunday, over a year
3: yeah i know that's awesome you guys are doing big things and i want to say congratulations and uh obviously thanks for having me really appreciate it yeah thanks for coming we' we're, we're got interested. a whole
2: bunch of questions. A whole bunch of questions for you. Talk to me, man. Talk to Started me. Start it off, Daryl. What kind of questions well, you got? Well, I mean, first and foremost, okay. So you, it seems to me, just from the little bit of research that I did, you're you're some form of general contractor.
0: Yeah.
2: Talk talk to us about the pricing of materials and just what kind of lineup you have right now waiting for your services.
3: Um. Okay. So obviously, you know. During the summer, the prices and spring, the prices of lumber were obviously ridiculous. Um, But people didn't people didn't stop. Right. Like people were, you know, our lives were turned upside down for over a year and a half. So people had money to spend and they wanted to improve their living space and they wanted to do this. They didn't know what to do. Right. So might as well make your home a little more livable, a little more living space, whatever it is. Um, So, yeah, it's been it's been pretty busy. Um, obviously with acquiring a couple properties this year, uh, income properties, I've been kind of back and forth. My properties are in Cornwall. Um, so I've been back and forth a little bit. Um, yeah, Cornwall it's far, it's far, but the value is there. The value is there.
2: It's not the distance. It's just, it reminds me of Beavis and Butthead for some reason, Cornwall. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, I think it was no, an undervalued
1: market, but we'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk for about sure. that Everything later. Must, yeah. yeah, yeah, For sure, got to be good. You were you were building a house the last time at Leslie. The last time yeah. we spoke about a job you're doing.
3: Yeah, so I was uh, the lead carpenter. Um, I worked for a bunch of different contractors, general contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really had the um, drive to expand because I see. Sorry, my dog's right here. My I see. <laughs> okay. um, the headaches these guys have running five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 jobs. And that's just something I don't want. I'm comfortable where I am. Um, so I, uh, I framed uh, this giant house, the biggest house I've ever framed at Leslie and Lawrence, 5,400 square feet. But through that, there was delays. We couldn't get, you know, I joists. The roof package was seven times more expensive than what he got originally quoted a year ago.
2: The roof and package, meaning like the the plywood or the trusses?
3: The trusses, uh the plywood, um, all that stuff. So I think he got oh. quoted seventy-five hundred dollars originally, and it was um close to forty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, forty-five thousand
2: dollars and late, and on top of it, all the interest you gotta pay while you're waiting for all that stuff. And then you lose your carpenters because they go where somebody has money to pay and on top of, and on top of, and on top of, and next thing you know, holy shit, there goes a hundred grand. Boom.
3: hundred percent. And, you know, the guy, the guy that I'm working for, well, who I was working for at the time, Forbes Lilford, he's a, uh, an actual, he's a realtor um, in Toronto. He's a really good guy. Who isn't? Super resilient. Yeah. Realtor, right?
1: All realtors are good
3: So, he was just taking the punches as they came right and he's uh he's doing all right he's a builder too right so he knows these things are i don't think he expected these things this don't funny. normally happen this is
2: crazy yeah yeah this was yeah. nuts depends
1: when he sold the house
2: no, and de- bought it and he hasn't it sold originally. it yet okay so
1: he's he's okay He didn't, it's the guys who sold it in January of 2020 and then we're building it in August of 2020 who are the ones losing their shirts. Yeah. But those aren't
2: custom home guys. Those are the uh, subdivision guys. He's talking about like a custom home guy. That's what I'm
1: saying. When it, when it it matters, when you sell the property. For sure. And
3: buy. If
2: he bought it seven years ago, then who the hell cares what's going on, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: I
3: I think he's owned it for um, three years, I think, him and his partner. Okay. So, and they've always wanted to tear it down. So I guess the timing wasn't great on this one, but I, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. Yeah,
1: Leslie and Lawrence, fantastic little pocket there. And so. it's
3: a really cool design. Um, you know, it's not a typical design. It's a little different than one of those big custom home designs. So it's got like, you know, the, the, the round turret roofs and all that stuff. So um, it's going to be nice, man. It's so more be-
1: still more traditional than the, the contemporary stuff. Yeah. I think the contemporary stuff is nice. Um, is that more expensive? I know. I, I there's a few it. like. of them that I like. It's more expensive,
2: believe it or not. So that's what i, I was mean, gonna it ask. It depends. It yeah. depends. Really good modern is fucking expensive, because everything is like straight and flat. There's no no forgiveness anywhere and seamless. Everybody doesn't want to see a seam anywhere, right? Okay. So it's like drywall goes right down to the floor exactly.
3: And that's what he, that's yeah. what he did. His whole first floor. There's not one bulkhead. Yeah. Upstairs, no bulkhead, which is head, right? which
2: is so hard or so expensive.
1: Yeah, how does that work then when you're framing a place with no bulkhead? So where's everything going? Where where are they hiding everything?
3: So he just he's he 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 just has this vision of this house and he pre-planned right. He knows that his he also builds houses in Florida's big Airbnbs near Disney. So he's been in the game for a while and he knows that just like you're saying, when you walk into that house and everything's open and clean and no bulkheads, you're going to get a little bit of a premium on that. Right. So, um, he, he just built, um, you know, a two by six wall and everything just kind of ties into that two by six wall all the way up and all the way down, all the plumbing, obviously not everything. There's a few little, um, bulkheads here and there, but not noticeable, nothing on the ceiling, stuff like that. Right. So. He just pre-planned nice. it and he, he knows what he wants and he knows what sells. Obviously he's a realtor as well. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. yeah, it was a good experience though. It was uh, one of the bigger, the biggest house I built. So it was good. It was good to add to the portfolio, right? So.
2: So you have no shortage of work ever.
3: No, man, I, you know, I do a lot of things solo. I have a bunch of trades that I call when I need. Um, I do a lot of work down on the Danforth. Most of the contractors I know they work down on the Danforth. Um, it's good down there because it's, it's tight, but there's no shortage of work. It's very dense with population. So people are constantly renovating their places and everything.
1: Pain um, in the butt to work down in downtown Toronto and Danforth and all these places, right. To get materials at the back of the house and. Oh my God. Back of the house.
3: Yeah, back try, of the work, house.
2: try working in a condo in Queens Key yeah. and doing a renovation. It's
1: condos like
3: <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah.
1: I think there's worse condos. Like probably Yorkville. Like you have no parking. They're just like you can't park here. They're like I don't care what you do with those materials. You're not parking yeah. anywhere on site. <laughs> you can just yeah, like sure. trolley them in from the subway.
2: <laughs> the disaster. Yeah. You gotta that pass is- it from one crane to another crane onto your site. Yeah, yeah. That, that's um, the-, the, so struggling- hold on. So, so okay. So you're a carpenter by trade. You work for other people. You saved up a little war chest, and you decided that you're gonna park it in Cornwall. So. Let's talk about Cornwall. Cornwall must be, I just read an article this week about Brantford being like the most undervalued city in Ontario. But like places like Cornwall and I guess everywhere are just going bananas, right?
3: Yeah, everything is just expanding like that urban sprawl, right? People can't afford to live in Toronto right now, especially like millennials. It's hard to afford a house. So obviously they're not going to Cornwall, but you're just getting that urban sprawl expansion, right? So
1: retirees though, retirees going to Cornwall, anybody who's looking to just cash out, like when you cash out of Toronto, you're like, okay, Oshawa, Colbert, go? Belleville. Go. But when you cash out of Belleville, where do you go? Right. You're going yeah. to Cornwall. You're yeah, going exactly. to, uh, you know, Sudbury, wherever, you know, you got to go to these other places that are much smaller because that's your retirement plan. Yeah, so I think the growth is huge and they're not building a lot in Cornwall. I imagine.
3: They're actually starting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right near uh, my first property, like literally two minutes away. They have this whole new subdivision there. The houses are going for 600,000 brand new, um, oh, twenty five hundred wow. square foot. Yeah. So, and it's right near the water, St. Lawrence college, St. Lawrence river. So they're doing a lot of expansion on the waterfront as well. few small rise condos um, on those in Cornwall.
2: Build- what the hell's going on? So hold on a sec. Let's talk about some numbers here. what do you pay for a house in cornwall what kind of house what would you get what kind of lawn or yard what size give us the the breakdown here the
3: houses are pretty old in some of the neighborhoods like we're talking 1900 120 years old so you can imagine with a house that age the problems that come with it nothing major for the most part but
2: some of them are built way better than new houses
3: yeah, for sure. For sure. But, you know, when I'm walking in a lot of these houses doing walkthroughs, the basement is supported by like, you know, the floor joists are supported by like, lo- <laughs> no, like logs, <laughs> like pieces of wood,
0: yeah. like round
3: <laughs> logs that are six feet high and just holding up like a beam on the floor, right? So, um, but no, I mean, a lot of the population, a lot of renters there, um, you know, not... The Average household income isn't huge, um, but the value's there. So our first property, we paid one thirty-five. What for a duplex? What? Yeah, this property had a fire. It's an up and down duplex. It had a fire upstairs. Um, it was already gutted when we got the property.
1: Taking possession. Uh, what's that? Taking possession. It's beautiful.
3: Yeah. Right. Taking yeah. unit by death. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and we Amazing. also got a uh, seller financing on that one, so.
2: Yeah, I'll bet. What did it smell like in there after the fire?
3: It actually smells better now, but you you yeah. could smell the charred yeah. fire. It was a, a drier fire, apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, there was also a small garage on this property that was also burnt down. Um, house fires are pretty not common there, but they happen more often than not, I think. Part there. of the
2: retirement plan, maybe, out Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's How you get vacant possession real quick over there? Yeah, no, make, no. make sure you
2: get the valuables out, Martha. We got puts, eight days to retirement plan. See, gotta, gotta put some
1: kindling in the dryer duck, duck work again. <laughs> you know, we're gonna get we're gonna, that thing going.
2: We're gonna burn this thing down and then sell it to some sucker from Toronto. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, totally right. One thirty-five though. How can you go wrong? And you're doing the work. You're you're doing the work yourself. You're going there and, and getting it all fixed up, right? How much right, did so, you put in?
3: How much did you have to put in? Okay, so um, my line of business, I'm looking for money partners. I am the active partner. Yeah. Um, so if you're...
1: So you're asking, JVing all these deals. Yes. Join the yeah. club.
3: Yeah. Um, so I haven't put any money in, to be honest. And that's kind of what I do. So Thanks. the partnership,
2: though, like somebody... Like, let's go through real numbers here. So you pay one thirty-five. dollars the, yep. the consortium pay, needs to spend how much money to get this thing rentable?
3: Okay, so uh, to start, there's already a uh, tenant in the downstairs unit, so we're already positive cash flowing, like net positive cash flowing, even with that one tenant. How Especially, much does that one tenant pay? Nine hundred plus utilities, two bedroom.
2: Nine hundred. So are you going to be able to get nine hundred for upstairs as well? We're going to get twelve
3: hundred, maybe thirteen. Twelve
2: hundred. Okay, so hold on, we're at 21, 2200 for something that cost a hundred. You had to put in a hundred grand, no?
3: So we put down $25,000 as a down payment to the seller. He financed the property for us uh, for a year at 3%. So the remaining.
1: He holds a a first mortgage for the balance,
2: 110,000.
3: Yes. 3%. And how much do you have to
2: put in for rentals? uh,
3: 50. 50. Trying to stay at 50. Yeah.
2: Okay. So let's say you're wrong on the budget because that's what happens. Let's go 75. So we're at 200,000 plus closing and blah, blah, blah. We're bringing in 2,100 bucks a month. Yeah. That is a winner. Yes. Right? TK, that's a winner. It's a winner for everybody except for the realtor who only got a commission on 135 grand and had to split (laughs) it with somebody else. Why would you go to (laughs) Cornwall? (laughs) You're going to need to find a hotter market. Now, what
1: do you expect to uh, get it appraised at when it's all done? What are you hoping for? What's your best case scenario? Hold
2: on, but that was the home run. What about the, what was the other one? That's a double, single? Was it just as good a deal? Let's just focus on the first deal here, Dale. Hold on. What
1: what do you think the ARV is? Like, where do you expect it to be at the end?
3: Um, Conservatively, 240. Um, I think think before we go to refinance, we're going to redo all the siding. Yep. And that's just going to give it that extra pop. Um,
1: so two forty gets you all the money out, gets you the first mortgage gets or yeah. your rental costs. 250, 250, 250 all and because yeah. because your closing costs. That's right. Okay, that's at that's a right. seventy
3: five thousand uh, dollar budget. If we keep it at fifty, and we refinance, yeah. we're going to be getting a check for five grand each when we refinance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now this property the property will be cash flowing with nothing in. Yeah. Um, you know, four or five hundred dollars. Rinse
1: and repeat. More. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sweet.
2: Awesome.
3: Yeah, so
1: I so, mean, but can the, you
2: rinse and repeat? Can you find another one for one thirty-five? That's your
1: deal number two, Daryl. Yeah, let's find out. Let's test this no. theory. I was jumping so, the gun
2: there.
3: Deal number two um, actually <laughs> fell no. through.
2: Yeah, nobody starts with their worst
3: of the two deals. There's they a start couple with the it. home run. There's a okay. couple. Deal two fell through the day before closing because what happened was when we went to get title insurance, mm-hmm. our lawyer, for some reason um had the fire department go through this property in cornwall what yep the fire department tells us we need a sprinkler system installed in this property by how many units
2: for the retrofit
3: for two units
1: sprinklers Yes. Well, if they don't have fire separation, and an option right. is a sprinkler, the quickest fix is a sprinkler system.
3: But the problem is, is that because of the entrance, probably three percent of the houses there are not fire code, uh, up to fire code, right? So yeah. it was really a fluke that this all happened, and it taught me a lot. I've never heard of
1: a lawyer doing that in my entire I know, life. It's like, crazy.
3: So, and my realtor over there, he's like, was it
1: a, was it a part of the mortgage instructions?
3: My, my lawyer is telling me the title of insurance they wanted that. Title uh, insurance so you know the sprinkler systems you know three four grand um whatever it is plus a few other small fixes so we tried to renegotiate with the seller they only wanted to give us twelve hundred dollars off and it just fell through we we, we couldn't go forward because the numbers didn't work if we had to pay four grand an extra four grand now that one had tenants already um and they didn't really seem like they wanted to budge on any of their you know what they're paying currently not that that's a problem. I had no problem working with these people, um, but it just kind of puts everything in the perspective that you're getting into this game and it's going to be tough. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm selling a property right now where the guy's been there since 1982 paying 900 bucks. <laughs> okay. So in Toronto and, and the, and another unit in the buildings rented at 18. Yeah, right. It, so you really never know. Right. People tough. can say, look, I'm here. I don't care. Offer me hundred grand. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm happy. I, I don't want to move.
3: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So you even had with the tenants in that one, it was still, it was cash flowing, uh, $300 a month, which is perfectly fine. I mean, um, but yeah, it fell through and, it, you know, I guess you never really close on a deal until the keys are in your hands. Right. That's, that's something that I definitely learned as well. Right. Like, so it was a good experience. I mean, that's all I took from it was I had to learn from it. And that's, that's all I could do. Right. Did you, the did you lose
1: that- anything like brokers fees and, and things like that? Like, did you have to put up some upfront cash that you lost on that one? Yeah.
3: So like I got a, I got an inspection. Obviously. Yeah. I got it appraised. So that was $1,500. Um, and then we had to pay some of the lawyers fees. She gave us a deal because it fell through. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, it was 2,100 bucks, but you know, yep, part of it, the was, game. Worth it. it was worth so it this
2: but... this all sounds really weird like negotiating and having time for inspections like what the hell what what planet are you on is that really <laughs> happening in ontario
3: <laughs> i know man it was it was a tough one it was a tough one but yeah like with the sprinkler system it's like what do you do right like what do you what do was the,
1: what was the purchase price of that one
3: yeah that one was 226 Ah, uh...
1: closer So finished. So you didn't have to do the rentals. This was just a a rental and it was going to hold, you were going to try to do some forced appreciation by getting the rents up and taking the tenants out. You weren't going to be fixing it up like the other one.
3: Yeah. So the main unit unit was a three, three bedroom. It was actually really nice. It was well, nice for, you know, it was nice. It was decent. Yeah. (laughs) um, And they were paying, they were also paying 900 plus their utilities, which was fine. Um, and then the back unit was a one bedroom that needed a little bit of work. It wasn't gross by any stretch of the imagination, but you could have definitely improved the value by doing, you know, your paint, your vinyl flooring, spruce up the bathroom, take out a little bit of carpet, that stuff. Right. So um, she was, you were paying- thinking
1: like what, 10, 20 grand though, putting in that property doing it yourself.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then the real potential there was the lot. A lot of these lots are, are, are pretty big. Like I'm talking, you know, 60 by 110 120 so i'm thinking down the line they're going to start allowing these secondary dwelling units eventually um because they've done that in a few places in ontario so far and obviously there's a housing shortage in ontario so um they're going to allow these secondary dwelling units which is something that i definitely want to get into at some point and then also the basement there the basement at this property had potential for a third unit um the basement floor wasn't poured concrete it was just like the stone that they left but that almost saves you time because then you don't have to chip up all the concrete when you're doing like an underpinning um probably means you don't have a footing too no yeah no it had footings and everything yeah yeah this was just the the floor they had done some plumbing work but they never re-poured the concrete oh i see yeah so the plumbing in that in that place the plumbing was all new two brand new furnaces two brand new hot water tanks all new duct work new roof
1: two furnaces so, right. so the tenants are paying their own gas
3: uh the front unit was the back unit yeah. was and she was paying 640 all in ouch and you get in there and she's got a big freezer chest and she's got heaters going she's got an ac unit over here and it's like
2: yeah hydros included <laughs> right she's yeah. growing weed in the garage right yeah right
3: yeah. So that's one thing about Cornwall is their, um, their hydro is very cheap because they get it from Quebec, which has some of the cheapest hydro rates. So cost of living yeah. out there is very cheap. That's one of the reasons why. Um, How much
2: cheaper could it be that it reduces the cost of living? Like what's your hydro bill a month here?
3: Here in Toronto or here? Yeah.
2: in? Well, what could it, what could the savings possibly? Well, in the
1: wintertime, electric heat here is like ludicrous where in like, Quebec other like eastern provinces electric heat is normal and landlords pay for it and but it's not, not a a month. That
2: it's life-changing
3: well
1: yeah well bottom line is it's, it's, it's one of the factors. it's yeah, one
3: yeah, of the yeah. factors, right um,
1: when you rent six hundred dollars and you don't have to pay a three hundred dollar heating bill crazy. that's a pretty
2: significant savings right six hundred bucks you need to have a fire in that basement it sounds like <laughs> 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 no more fires no
3: more fires <laughs> too many fires uh <laughs> So yeah, I mean, can I yeah. say that out loud?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, uh, so
1: that deal fell apart, um, yes. and and I've I've it makes sense, but I, I like there's a lot of title insurance. I'm definitely no expert on, but I guess that's what they're seeing in Cornwall, and they must have
2: seen it in Cornwall. So they're saying yeah.
1: we better start doing this to protect themselves. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. you were on the the wrong end of that one.
2: Yeah, so. yeah. Well, or the right one. I mean, if you had a fire and somebody god forbid you know got hurt or died you'd be liable up the wazoo for that yeah exactly especially your responsibility regardless to make sure that uh people don't die in in the houses you live in yeah Yeah. totally
3: and and that's something my partner and i talked about right we were like okay if we need to it's their fault yeah if we need to install the sprinkler system we'll do it because then that will obviously liability reasons that will save us right but we're not going to install it at our cost, right? We want to negotiate with the seller, um, but they just didn't budge. So it just wasn't worth it, especially mm-hmm. with the liability. That was the main thing, right? We were thinking ahead and it's like, if some, if a fire happens, it's someone God forbid dies, we're going to get screwed here. Right. So, so but what, do you know is if there an exit
2: them? strategy? Like, are you guys planning to set, flip them or are you going to hold them?
3: So it's the Burr method, which is the buy, um, rehab, hold it. Rent, mm-hmm. refinance, repeat, so the idea is, is that you put in, you try and get out as much capital as possible when you go to refinance, and then you have very little money in the property, but you have this asset that's cash flowing one hundred and fifty dollars per door, um, for as long. So usually, my my JV partnerships that I have in place right now are five year partnerships. So after what happens five, in five years? What, what
1: happens in five years?
3: Well, just your obviously as every year passes, <laughs> your return on on investment is greater, right? You got your mortgage pay down, you have your depreciation, you have your taxes, you have your cash flow. Okay. So but after five,
1: five years, after five years, and I say, I want to the, I right. hold on to this sucker, yep. Zach, and I don't want to, and I don't want to sell. I'm making my $150 a door and yep. I'm going to hang on to this until I'm dead. Yeah. Do I have to buy you out?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. Ideally, my, I think the five years is just kind of the, you know, the first phase of the entire project, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I would love to keep all these houses for 25 years and have them cash flowing, um, you know, 100, 200, whatever it is, right? Because you're just building your passive income and your equity and your, your wealth, essentially, right? So... But I don't think it makes sense to enter into a 25-year agreement with someone and be like, okay, we're just going to hold this house for 25 years, right? So you just kind of go five years at a time. Um, that's when your biggest return on investment is. You're looking at over 100%, if you look at the numbers, um, over five years. And then it only gets greater, right? 10 years, you're looking at 200% return on investment.
1: Well, we are not putting any money in the deal.
3: That's the thing, right? That's yeah, how you, so that's how you got to look at it, right? If you're getting most of your capital back and you have very little in your return on investment is huge. Right.
1: Okay. And I, and I'm, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. Cause really it, it could be in every scenario is right. Every scenario is wrong. It depends on the variable. Right? Yeah. yeah. It depends on what you're looking for. Um, they're all in a personal name though.
3: Uh, personal,
1: you're holding the properties in a personal name.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause that's what another limitation that I'm sure you think about, right? Is how many sure. times can I continue to do this? And if I partner up with TK and that's not the racehorse of a deal that I'm hoping for, I need to get out. So I can go and put my money into something else. That's going to get me the returns again.
3: Yeah. yeah. Right? Totally. Um, so, so for me, I'm looking for money partners. I'm the active partner. I'm finding the deals. I'm sourcing all the uh, labor I'm, you know, do- getting my off-market properties. I'm um, you know, doing all the property management, getting everything set in place. I'm looking for money partners, someone that can come up with the down payment, closing costs, renovation costs, um, and their name on the mortgage. Right. Mm.
2: And their name on the mortgage. Okay. Yeah. So what do I get for all that? 50, and how 50. much do I need?
1: We well, find uh, the deal. That's the hardest part is Zach finding the deals.
2: We're talking in the 230, 40, $180,000 range. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, is this I, a rent
2: and repeat Cornwall special?
3: Yeah. I had a, a wholesaler send me a deal um, two days ago, 135,000 for a livable duplex. So if you get your 20% in long-term tenants though, that's the problem.
2: And is this the same formula over and over? Like you need that first mortgage from the seller?
3: No. you Like if, you know, if my- partner, the fire I'm, property
2: because you can't get financing, right? The right. fire property.
3: Yeah. right exactly this yeah. one this one that the wholesaler sent me is is livable there's tenants yeah. in it already, so you just do a conventional mortgage right
2: who's guaranteeing that loan partner
1: partner the money partner yeah, yeah. okay now that makes sense so then for you then it's just a personal choice then that you want to be out in five years that's what you feel um, is, the, is maximizing just, your returns
3: i just think it's the proper way to structure the first phase of the deal right i don't want yeah. to I want people to see that in five years, you're going to make $20,000 in equity and you're going to make $25,000 in cash flow, and you're going to make XXX. Right. So, because that's how you really, when someone's paying down your mortgage, you're not looking at that money. So if they're paying a thousand dollars a month down on your mortgage, that money's just kind of tucked away and saved. But then in five years, when you're looking at it, you're like, Oh shit, I have $40,000 here. Right. So you can so- refinance the property, use that money to go buy two more properties. You can sell it. You can buy the other partner out. You can keep it forever, right? So, now so- if you had a,
1: a, a hold call, if you, had a, if you had a company though, a corporation, again, devil's advocate, you could actually be able to buy out those partners, though, right? And you yeah. could start a business basically. And so, because you'd be able to refinance it and get the financing based on the cash flow, that would be an alternative instead of them buying you out you then take over all the property. So you don't have a partner anymore. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. That would be. Um, So so yeah, like incorporating, I think it's hard because that corporation needs assets to buy a property. Right. If you get a small
1: commercial loan, you should, you, you will find, you will finance under corporation names. Yeah. Right. Which is something that you can explore too. There is, there is really good financing for corporations out there. Yeah. And it's just and it's about you and it's about your track record and all that stuff. But if you if you keep accumulating them, then you can start putting them into a a company name and it's not going to be the partner's name or your personal name. So it won't tie you up as far as you know, your debt service ratios and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, there will be that point when, you know, they're still protected, though, your partners.
1: Yeah. Either way, whatever. You don't have to decide today. You got five years to figure that out.
3: So
2: but tell me, okay, so what is the plan? Is, is the plan, like, is Cornwall a stepping stone to whatever is the next city on the list? Like, what's the upgrade from Cornwall? Where do we jump from Cornwall to
3: where? Cornwall is the foundation, yes, because of the value. So yeah. the more I can accumulate in the next year, two years, the better and then we start moving west so we look at kingston who which is a big university town you have belleville cornwall's east of kingston cornwall is yes, as east as it gets the furthest eastern city in ontario When South- you west to kingston
2: i was like one of us <laughs> is confused with their directions wow Man. okay that's far okay that makes a lot of sense now okay
3: west west to kingston west is there a of- walmart out there Walmart's one of the biggest employers out there. They have a distribution center out there. They just pumped in like $18 million to build a new one Ooh. and revamp uh their old one. And it's the biggest distribution center in Canada for
0: Walmart. That's important, right? That's Is there enough point. housing there? <clears throat> new on Curiosity Stream. Grab your decoder ring. We're cracking the world's most famous encryptions from the mom who took down the mob to the Zodiac Killer. See how the pros hide their secrets in plain sight on cracking the code. Plus, it was impossible to to recruit intelligence agents without recruiting war criminals. Meet the retirees of the Third Reich who gathered Cold War intelligence for the U.S. on Nazis and the CIA. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.